0: On this episode, we look at a fundamental question, what is our mission in life? Stay tuned.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: Hey everyone, you're watching Inverse here on Hope channel with the Inverse crew. I'm here in the studio with my friends and we are in the topic of knowing God's will and the fundamental question is how do I know what God wants me to do for the rest of my life? We encounter this question in our youth, in our adolescence and many into our adulthood until the end. What, do we are, what are we supposed to do? So we're going to look at Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7 verse 20 through 36 and uh, Jonathan Walter, if you can pray for us then we can have uh, someone
2: else read. I'll be happy to do that. Thank you. Justin Kim. Thank you. All right, let's pray. <laughs> Father, we just thank you for the privilege we have to serve you, the privilege we have to read your word. And as we dive into the word today, we ask that your spirit will illuminate our minds and help us to understand better what you have in store for us. Show us what our identity is, what our mission is, and lead and guide us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.
0: Israel Ramos, if you can read for us in verse 20 to 36.
2: I will read if
3: you change your accent. (laughs) I
0: will try, but I do not know what (laughs) will (laughs) happen.
3: All right, it says, "'At this time Moses was born and was well-pleasing to God, "'and he was brought up in his father's house for three months. "'But when he was set out, Pharaoh's daughter took him away "'and brought him up as her own son. "'And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians "'and was mighty in words and deeds.'" Now when, his, now when he was 40 years old, it came to, into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. For he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them through his hand. But they did not understand. And the next day he appeared to two of them as they were fighting, and he tried to reconcile them, saying, "'Men, you are brethren.' Why do you wrong one to another? But he, who would, but he who did his neighbor wrong pushed him away saying, Who made you ruler and judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? Then at the saying, Moses fled and became a dweller in the land of Midian where he had two sons. And when 40 years had passed, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in a bush in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. When Moses saw it, he, mar- he marveled at the sight, and as he drew near to observe, the voice of the Lord came to him, saying, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses trembled, and dare not look. Then the Lord said unto him, Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground, and I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt." I have heard their groaning and have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, who made you ruler and judge, is the one that God sent to be a ruler and deliverer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He brought them out after he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years.
0: Okay, thank you. This is a a long passage. But a good passage, we could have read longer passages in in, in Exodus. But uh, who is speaking here? I believe it's Stephen, Stephen. yes. Mm -hmm. Stephen does summarize the narrative pretty well in Mm -hmm. Acts chapter 7. And so, Siku, um, before we we get into the text, can you kind of give us a review? uh, What have we covered thus far in this segment on will will of God, God's will?
1: Um, We've talked about how is it that you can know God's Mm -hmm. will. And the foundational, the the most basic thing that you point to is God's word itself. So God, in his word, has revealed what in his the will verse. is. In the yes. verse. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, so God reveals his will for us in his word. Yes. Um, but then there are other ways that he reveals his will through providence, through uh, different situations that happen, through uh, wise counsel from yeah. other people. Um, so there are other means that God uses to reveal his word, but always checked by the word of mm-hmm. God. Um, and then we've also looked at our readiness to receive what God has to tell us in his will. Um, so... It's not just God telling us what his will is, but are we willing to receive what he has to tell us?
0: Yeah, yeah. Often God is telling us exactly what to do, but mm-hmm. sometimes in the, the cloudiness of our minds and our hearts, we're like, eh, don't, don't <laughs> get anything. So the, general, the, 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 the generic, the, the classic question is, how do I know what God wants me to do? I mean, this, isn't this a question that you all have asked god at a certain point or maybe you've heard of other people ask and how do you answer it Mm. how do you answer this jonathan
2: you know i remember i was uh on an island uh, about 10 years ago 11 yes 11 years ago and i was asking that question for many months praying god what do you want me to do what do you want me to do and uh, i remember like looking for signs and trying to say you know lord i remember losing my glasses Mm. in the water Mm. through some waves and i was like lord if the glasses reappear, then I will do this. Okay. And they did not reappear. And I was like, this is getting ridiculous. So I just stopped looking for signs, and I asked God to just reveal it to me. Mm -hmm. And there was a process that took place of many months of just spending time with God in the Word, still not knowing what He wanted me to do, Mm -hmm. until it came to that final point where God gave me a realization to ask a very simple question. What do you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to glorify God. And I knew I needed to have a better understanding of his word. And that's what led me then to study theology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the rest of history. And you know, the yeah. heart is
0: just desperately, deceitfully yes. wicked. And we can often um, c- control and even manipulate the mm-hmm. conditions of God's will. Lord, if you want, to ma- want me to marry this person, <laughs> you should appear to me at 3:00 3 o'clock and 3.302 in the morning. And if it's not, it must be not your will and uh, the glasses didn't pop up nope. then it's it's not or we look into meaning on all these coincidences mm-hmm. so, sometimes in in a, in a very few instances that is true when confirmed by the word right but often we construct all these these scenarios mm-hmm. um, how do you how, do you, know?
3: how yeah. do you know well from the life of of Moses that we just studied right now we discover that Moses's future or his calling in life was to a large degree dependent on his understanding of himself Mm. and his past. Mm -hmm. And that's that's uh, critical, I think, when it comes to the understanding of what God's will is for our lives in terms of a calling or a profession. Mm -hmm. Right. So Moses, he had in his mind an understanding of the deliverance of Israel. Mm-hmm. And and based on his own understanding he thought, Oh, you know, I'm a military person, I'm a military uh expert, I, I I'm a general, I've understood the ins and outs of Egypt, and so God must be preparing me to deliver the children of Israel through uh military force. Mm-hmm. And so he's exhibiting this kind of uh force and this kind of world view as he's uh, you know, slaying the Egyptian who is who is uh, causing this uh, Israelite to suffer. Mm -hmm. And so God had to take him away into the wilderness for 40 years and to re-educate him and to remind him of what his lineage was and where he came from Mm -hmm. and -hmm. and through this, you know, create a new future for him Mm -hmm. in terms of what his calling was. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it's it's important, and I tell this to every, to uh, the young ministers that I come in contact with uh, from time to time, you cannot be a minister of the gospel if you first do not understand who you are and where you come from. Mm-hmm. A lot of times whenever I'm, I'm ministering to someone and, you know, they they, uh, they give me the privilege of help th- helping them through a specific uh, challenge that they're going through in their lives. If I'm not aware of who I am and what my past is and where I come from, mm-hmm. it's easy for me to judge. Like, man, this person, why don't you just get your act together? You know, why don't you just kind of you know, uh, strengthen yourself and and go through this challenge. Mm -hmm. And so understanding who I am is critical for God to use me in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So I think that in the life of Moses, we we understand it's impossible to fulfill a mission Mm -hmm. if we first do not understand what our identity is. Mm
0: -hmm. Go to verse uh, 22 of what we just read. Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in Mm -hmm. words and deeds. So he grew up, he was born as an Israelite. He was raised by his mother for a short time, then raised in the courts of the king, went to, mm-hmm. got his uh, bachelor's and master's at Egyptian <laughs> universities, and he was struggling with his identity. Mm-hmm. And when he came in contact with this slave scenario, it was kind of a convergence of identities. Yeah. Whose side is he going to be on? Right. How does he, is he above the law? Is he underneath the law? Is he a slave? Is he a royal? What culture is he? I mean, this was very, probably a very mm-hmm. confusing mm-hmm. time for him. Mm.
3: He's got a conflicted identity. Yeah. He's an Israelite, yet he's using Egyptian means to mm-hmm. deliver Israel. Right. And so here, there's a there's a there's a conflict of identity. He doesn't, yeah. you know, he doesn't know who he really is. And
0: Maybe he's learned, like, as a, from a young child, hey, you are to deliver the Israelites. But maybe from Egypt, I mean, it's just just confusion going mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, happens, secret? Well,
1: I was gonna say too. Uh, he's got he's probably got this internal conflict that's happening. But it's he, also that he he expected that other people would understand things about him that they necessarily wouldn't. Because it Mm -hmm. says, um, he supposed, in verse 25, for he supposed, the reason he acted that way, he supposed that his brethren would have understood that Mm -hmm. God would deliver them by his Mm -hmm. hand, but they did not understand. Mm -hmm. So he actually had a sense of God... there there were miraculous circumstances that led to him being alive, you know, Mm -hmm. because he was born at a time when all the male children were being killed and he was miraculously saved, right? Mm -hmm. His parents go to great lengths to make sure that he is safe and then God steps in and intervenes so he's raised in the house of the king. I mean, the beginning of his life testified to God had a very special calling Mm -hmm. on on his life Mm -hmm. and he, he had an understanding of that and he supposed, he assumed that other people understood what he was called to and yeah, who yeah. he was meant to be. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes, you know, we can get caught up in... We, we need to be validated by other people too there's the internal struggle but we're looking for validation for externally yeah. for what we believe that god is calling us to and that may not come because they may not understand what god's calling is yeah. online mm-hmm.
0: i was just thinking he also was uh, born in in a generation where the rest of his peers were wiped out yeah. so he's mm-hmm. he's got no one of his equal age around mm-hmm. of the, so he's of looking the for Israelites, validation yeah. he's got insecurity validation from maybe an older generation or maybe the n- newer generation mm-hmm. and is is kind of a lot of of conflict. What
1: is
3: required at the end of the day is a a connection with his faith. And we find that in verse 32, verse 31 and 32, that Moses has an encounter with God. Mm -hmm. And in verse 32, notice what God says to him. He says, I am the God of your fathers, Mm -hmm. the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Mm -hmm. And Moses trembled and dare not. Look, Mm -hmm. now you have here a reference that goes back to the element of his fathers. Mm -hmm. What made his fathers different from the people that... Uh, from their generations, what made them different was this element of faith, mm-hmm. right? Abraham was a, a man, had to become a man of faith. Israel had to become a man of faith, or Jacob, and so did Isaac. Mm-hmm. And so now you have this this retracing of your steps, mm-hmm. not to, like Moses, you're not, your existence doesn't begin with you as mm-hmm. the child of an immigrant in mm-hmm. Egypt. Mm-hmm. You have a history that far surpasses that. Mm-hmm. And so your identity is not found in the day that you're born but it's instead discovered as you discover the faith of your fathers, right? Mm-hmm. The faith of mm-hmm. your past. Mm-hmm. And this is what establishes Moses to be able to deliver. As well.
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that because, because what, what he was struggling with, um, who am I? Right. and, Way he finds who he is is actually when he has an encounter with God. Mm-hmm. And this this sense of identity and knowing who you are, it mm-hmm. can't come from, you know, where I was born or because there'll always be conflicts where that is concerned. Right. But in an encounter with God, that's where he found his true sense of identity. Mm-hmm. And then that is what gives strength to his mission. Mm-hmm. And without that, before that experience, he was, you know, he was like spinning wheels in trying to accomplish this thing that he thought was his mission in mm-hmm. life.
0: Mm-hmm. The Bible greats always had an opportunity to argue with God. When we come back after the break we're going to look at Moses' argument and conversation with God with five questions.
1: Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion.
0: Hey, welcome back. That's uh, We're back, yeah? Okay, we're going to go to Exodus chapter 3 and uh, look at this argument. And You know, the Jewish greats, really, really uh, they argued with God. You have mm-hmm. Job was arguing with God, Abraham arguing with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Habakkuk. Uh, who? Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Is right? No, I'm sure. Uh, that's not <laughs> so the next person I was thinking, but uh, <laughs> he's, he's arguing with God. And so, so often we're we're kind of a little more reluctant to mm-hmm. argue with God, or we we don't even want that conversation to exist at all. Uh, but the Lord almost honors, like, hey, let's let's go, let's talk. Let's, let's talk. Mm-hmm. So this is found in Exodus chapter three. And Exodus chapter three really is a reflection on all of us, especially with the Gen X, Millennial, and Gen Z cultures coming up. We are all third culture here, Mm -hmm. yeah? I mean, most of the people around this table, we're American, but we're American slash something slash something hybrid, something with married (laughs) people to something of something else, right? Mm we won't go around the table to who we're married to but we are all from one country going to another country and especially this culture with social media we have identity dysplasia we don't know who we are we got the external internal different cultures we're all confused and in the midst of that we're asking what does the lord want me to do so the, the lesson is very apropos. Uh, we need to know who we are. It gives us direction for our mission in life. So, to chapter three of Exodus, mm. uh, we see the burning bush happening, and then he starts the conversation in verse uh, ten. Verse ten, uh, Jonathan, can you read
2: for sure. us? Sure. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt.
0: Okay, clearly the mission has been laid down, Mm -hmm. and he should have said, yes, Lord, and go. But no, we have a longer chapter than that. So verse 11, Siku.
1: But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt?
0: Okay, so this is what the the lesson coming out with, mm-hmm. where he doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Right. Well, what's deeper with that question? Who am I? What are the underlying issues with with that with that with that uh, concern he, that he, he has? He doesn't feel
3: qualified right. to to fulfill the mission that God has asked him to do and mm-hmm. and i think the reason why he doesn't feel qualified is because he's looking at himself mm-hmm. well
2: it's in direct contrast to what we saw earlier in our reading right. that he felt very qualified early on when he was 40 uh, and fighting mm-hmm. against that an egyptian yeah. and now he after another 40 years in the desert he's realizing that he's not qualified which mm-hmm. is yeah. the qualification to be called by god mm-hmm. and what's
1: fascinating though too is that This question, who am I that I should do this? Mm -hmm. Um, That's a question that was asked of him when he was trying to intervene in that. Yeah, they were like, who made you a prince Mm -hmm. and a ruler, right? And Mm -hmm. later on, at that point, he felt like, well, I'm Moses, you know, and Mm -hmm. God needed to take him out of that and help him realize who he really was. Mm -hmm. And now he's asking that question, but who am I, Mm -hmm. you know, to do this?
0: In many ways, God had to have Moses unlearn those things Mm -hmm. and relearn some some sheep tactics uh, instead. In, in the world. Yeah,
3: no, you know, what's, what's awesome and amazing about the life of Moses is that Moses was preparing on his own. Mm-hmm. He was preparing to deliver the children of Israel, which was God's mission for them. Mm-hmm. But he thought that his military training was, you know, what's, what's gonna do that. Mm-hmm. And so he's thinking to himself, I'm perfect for this. You know, I'm a general. I like, I know military tactics. I know how to maneuver an army and so forth. And by the way, the best army in the world at, at that time. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what he was not aware of was the fact that God is looking down from heaven and saying the only problem is, Moses, you're not leading a military. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not leading a military out of Israel. You're going to lead animals out of Israel. You're going to lead little children. uh, Yeah, little little children out of Egypt. People. You're going to lead people. You're going to lead a multitude, not an army. And so actually what you need more than military training is Mm -hmm. you need the training of a shepherd. What do you do when a person cannot walk any further? You're going to have to go and as slow as, enemies. you know, the, the weakest Weak- person. You're going to have to carry babies. You're going to have to carry little sheep and so forth. And so God was preparing mm-hmm. Moses mm-hmm. for something that was outside of even his own understanding, which goes to show here mm-hmm. that our identity, as much as we need to know our identity, mm-hmm. our identity needs to be founded strictly on jesus christ and not on ourselves mm-hmm. which
2: i think uh, as a very practical lesson from the life of moses i think all of us um at some point in life need to take that desert experience where we just say okay god it's you and me teach me your ways i'm gonna i'm gonna give up my own plans i'm just gonna say hey i'm gonna lay it all out there yeah. uh, and do it voluntarily let's that's not ha- have to come to the point where we have to kill an egyptian to get to that point yeah but let's say hey you know, Lord let, let me go to a quiet place and figure this thing out with you, mm-hmm. and just speak to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just voluntarily f- throw ourselves into that burning bush experience, mm-hmm. so to say. I think the insightful thing is when we're trying to
0: find ourselves, which yeah. is the modern, you know, thing. Right. I'm going to go find myself. <laughs> I'm going to go to Australia and find Bali. myself, as if like my myself is gone. Islands. I go to go find <laughs> right. the Marshall Islands on some island, make my hair grow long, and take pictures Ape. of myself, myself. I mean, that's it's not wow. finding yourself. Uh, it's 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 a modern act, and yeah. then you're trying to find yourself in the isolation of other people. And when you find, find, when you see in scripture finding yourself, you discover discover who you are always in relation to someone else. And so I am the son of my father. I am the father of my son. I am the cousin of someone else. But here, God takes Moses out of all these other relations. And now he says the most important relationship is in, in reference to me. Mm-hmm. You are my servant. That, that, that relationship is secured first. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, all the other relationships are rebuilt. Mm-hmm. That's how Moses finds himself. Yeah. Rather than going to Paris and and, and and being totally a monad and who am I and then you know humming on top of a mountain or something, that's yeah. not. That's yeah. you, right. you can be anyone. Uh, sure, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah. And I love there's a there's a quotation that my dad uh, would often uh, remind me of, and we find ourselves not in trying to find. We find ourselves not by looking for ourselves but rather we find ourselves by consecrating ourselves to God. Mm-hmm. It is God who gives us our identity. And there's That's a passage, right. there's a quotation that goes something like this. It says, consecrate yourself to God in the morning. Mm-hmm. Make this your very first work. Mm-hmm. And then it says, let your prayer be, use me, O God, as, you know, take me, O God, as wholly yours and use me today in your service. That's Abide right. with mm-hmm. me and let all my work be wrought in you. And, and uh, this is something that happens daily So the mission of life, the mission in the life of an individual is not accomplished by a one time you come to God, Mm -hmm. you discover who you are. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, Moses is going to be the prince of Egypt, like the cartoon. That's not, you know, that's not how it works, right? It's like the the, the discovery of self is something that takes place every day, mm-hmm. just like the discovery of mission has to take place every day. Because the mission that God gives us, as much as we would love to romanticize it, mm-hmm. the mission that God gives us is not a grand vision. But it's a vision that is given to us daily, mm. as 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 much as, or in the same mm. manner as our daily bread is given. So our daily purpose in life is given. And there's something here in this lesson that was yeah, brought and,
0: out. I see us being faithful in the small things, and yeah. as you progress, those small things get bigger, yeah, and, yeah. bigger right. and bigger and bigger. Right. You know?
3: And and here, you know, um, Siku mentioned something in in the in the lesson book that really really struck me, and that is that if we're aware of the reality that tomorrow's not promised. Yeah. Then the severity of today would have a stronger impact. Mm. And the problem is in life, we think about a mission as something grand rather than something small yet critical mm-hmm. in today mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. this is why we really need that daily experience the burning bush experience where we reflect with god and say lord what is your plan for me for today mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and that was i mean that was you're, you're speaking of, just just to clarify what? you're speaking of yeah, yes, devotion yeah okay. devotional life i'm not talking so to go so to find a burning bush yeah, No, like, no. Like, yes, okay. sorry but I, that's no, why i just want to spend time in the Word. <laughs> yeah, okay <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was that was <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't start any fires please don't start any fires
1: that was jesus experience too you know and jesus is you know, the representation of God on earth, right? But every single day he would come to God, you know, it would make it his first work to rec- mm-hmm. to connect with God. And he... He knew like his, the quote, grand mission, mm-hmm. but he would still come to God on a daily basis, you know, to to find that connection and make sure that he was connected with God. Mm-hmm. Also to ensure that he is carrying out his mission in everything that he does throughout his day. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes you can get caught up in the, you know, what is God's will for my life? You know, is it his will for me to eat breakfast? You know, is it his will for me to wear these shoes? And we can get it's not. That kind of nitty gritty, but it's the kind of nitty gritty where it's, I want to commit myself to to you today Mm -hmm. to do what your service is, whatever that may be today, and then and your trajectory is set. Your trajectory being set, you don't have to come to him about every minute, like do I wash my hands after I use the bathroom, Lord? Right. Yes, wash (laughs) your hands.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Amen. Yes. 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 Please wash your hands out there. Clean hands. Good hands. Yes.
2: I I do want to kind of Israel. You pointed out that the mission of God—we romanticize it sometimes. it must be this amazing thing: go to Papua New Guinea and be a missionary, which is the calling for some. Praise God. But it um, really—it comes down on a daily basis to sometimes it's mundane things to just be faithful where you are in your situation. And God, we have studied this throughout this quarter. You know, uh, through providence, He will lead you in certain directions. But not every day will you get the call to go to Egypt and lead the people out of Israel. Mm -hmm. I, I mean. the people of Israel out of <laughs> Egypt, right? We're yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mixing things up here. Israel yeah. right here. Yep. You know, it's just My mess. children. Can, <laughs> can, can, yeah. I,
3: can I share something here, though? Because what what strikes me mm. in, in the story of Moses mm. is he had the right mission, yeah. mm-hmm. but he had the wrong method mm. to yes. accomplish that mission, mm. which goes to show that the significance of constantly recalibrating yes. and constantly coming to God and making sure that the mission that I'm accomplishing mm. is not just the right mission, but that I'm accomplishing it, in the right way. Well,
0: it, his mission was, the, the end goal was there, but his identity was just, right. there's no, there no anchor there. Mm-hmm. So he's just trying all these different angles. Mm-hmm. So th- that first question is found in verse 11. He asks him, who am I? And so we've talked about that question of establishing your identity first. It's very interesting in verse tw- 12, God doesn't really answer mm-hmm. that question and tells him more what he needs to know rather than what he wants to know. Mm-hmm. Verse 12, so he says, I will certainly be with you And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain coming back here. Focus is back on God here. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. So, the second question, as you have already mentioned, in touching base on verse 13, then Moses says to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Mm-hmm. So, it's basically a question is, Well, who, who, are, who you? are you, right? Mm-hmm. So, when, when, you ask, when you ask yourself this question, What is my identity? The natural, as, as God uh, uh, guides you in, in in, 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 in getting grounded in your identity you're going to find well who you get to know him deeper right yeah and and that's the question that that he asks verse 14 God says to Moses I am who I am and he goes into his long long explanation of how mm-hmm. God have, has been with them the entire time mm-hmm. the third question is found in chapter 4 verse 1 chapter 4 verse 1 uh, Moses answered and said, but they suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. And from these questions onwards, these are now methodological questions. Mm-hmm. What, what do I do? What do I say? And then, you know, the whole snake and the whole ca- the staff and then Aaron brother. These are all methods to help him achieve his original goal mm-hmm. in the end. But sometimes we want to know all the methods first right. without knowing who we are and the God that we serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some, some uh, ways that you find that, that society tries to shape your mission, your identity away from God's uh, mission and God's identity for
3: you? Well, what Moses is anticipating is a reality, Mm. right? He's saying people are going to question who I am. Mm. People are going to question who God is. Mm -hmm. And these questions are designed to uh, derail us from our mission mm-hmm. to make us question. And this is exactly what Satan did with Jesus. Try to derail him by his, mm-hmm. by, by addressing his identity. Who mm-hmm. are you? Who do you think you are? And who do you think your God is? Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. And how did he answer that? It is written. It is written.
0: And back to Scripture again, the fundamental foundation for knowing God's will. Mm -hmm. How many of you out there know who you are and know the God that you serve? And before we ask the question, what am I supposed to do? We need to ask yourself, what does God want me to do? And we find these answers in Scripture. We find these answers in Scripture day by day on a daily trajectory uh, until we finish. Accomplishing God's mission for us Hopefully that's been your prayer It's been ours It's been a very profound study thus far mm-hmm. And I hope you've been blessed See you next week here on Inverse
1: You've been listening to Inverse A Bible-based conversation With Callie Williams Israel Ramos Jonathan Walter Sebastian Braxton Siku Dako, And your host, Justin Kim Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel Television that changes lives for this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.